This is the Scott Bradley Show podcast. Don, we um lots to talk about. We're going to chat in the, the last two segments about some stuff looking back at this year because uh, this is our last Monday for this year. We have next week, but I'm filling in for Bill Kelly next week, so I'm not going to be here, so you won't be here next Monday. So we'll do some looking back. But just before we get there, you are picking an NHL team. You are a guy in hockey. You have drafted teams. You have put teams together. You're a general manager. You've signed teams. This is right up your alley. You are going to be a guy putting together your dream NHL team starting from scratch, and you have the first overall draft pick. All players are free agents. All players are in the mix. From today's NHL players, is your first draft pick Connor McDavid? Is your first draft pick Sidney Crosby? Is your first draft pick Carey Price? Is your first draft pick somebody else? Who would you take as the first pick overall? Carey Price. Not even a question? Nope. I'll let you teams, explain. Teams that uh, win championships generally have the best goaltending. Lots of times uh, guys will play particularly well and win a championship, and they don't have the careers. I mean, they're not career superstars, but they are for the Stanley Cup tournament. And Carey Price is the best goaler on the planet, and that's the best place to start. I'll just say this for the record. I've never heard anybody who doesn't have gray hair refer to someone as a goaler. Just a point. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is only a certain age group that would call someone a goaler. <laughs> Well, you were just, a goaler. I'm just saying, no, I wasn't. I was a misser. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you could say I was a goaler because they, you know, they scored lots of goals when I played. You know, Connor McDavid is, and, and Sidney Crosby are. See, um, I wouldn't think Sidney Crosby today would be the guy you would take. Not that he's not still in that mix, just well, because if, of his age. If I'm going to run the Vegas franchise, who are going to start getting picks, and you can't protect anybody. So everyone's up for grabs. Everybody's up for grabs. And. Um, of course, if everybody's up for grabs and you get to pick the top 20, it's going to be really easy. But I'd well, still yeah. start with Carey Price, and then I'd probably take uh, Sid the Kid, and then I'd probably look at Connor McDavid, and then I'd start figuring out what defense I wanted to put around them. See, the funny part about this is I tend to agree with you because, look, I, you just look at the Montreal Canadiens in general. Last year, the Montreal Canadiens, they have a couple new guys. There's, a, there's some changes to the team this year, but they're largely the same group. Obviously, P.K. Subban was, was traded, and... and you know, that's a big move. But nonetheless, largely up front, everything else, they're close to the same team. Last year, they were awful. Carey Price is in net this year, and suddenly they're really, really, really good. That's not an accident. That, that, is, that team is a one-man team. Look at all the games almost that Montoya has played, their backup has played, and they've lost. They're awful. When Carey Price is not in net, the Montreal Canadiens are a middling to bottom middling non-playoff team in the NHL. When Carey Price plays, they're a Stanley Cup contender. It's not just the saves he makes. It's the um, the fact that the players know that they can have a hiccup or a boo-boo and Carey Price will likely bail them out. So they play differently with that safety net behind them. Sure. Uh, with, with the other kid in net. They can they, take some chances. They don't know what they're going to do. That's right. I mean, if they miss an assignment... Or they cheat if they get on the wrong side of the puck and they try and chip it by a guy and it doesn't work out. Price can likely bail them out nine times out of ten, probably 9.7 times out of ten versus 
eight and a half times out of ten. So it changes the complexity, and it also changes how you have to play against the Montreal Canadiens. Of course. By virtue of, of these guys are going to be a little more wide open, so they're going to be on their heels a little bit more. So every game he's in is a different game. I didn't look up the numbers before coming in tonight, but I would I would bet money they score more goals, that their goals four are higher when Carey Price is playing. Which, of course, has nothing to do with Carey Price directly, but has everything to do with Carey Price. Well, their margin of victory is probably the place to look, right? Because he's he's arguably a better goalie. He's the best goalie on the planet right now. And um, so he'll give up fewer and they will score more. So it's the goal differential when he's in net. That, but I think it's not even just a differential. I think they. I would bet they score more goals when he's playing net. And again, he's not scoring well, any. Well, of course, if I'm right, which I... Because they don't have to hang back, they don't have to. That's they right. can take more chances offensively because he will. We I mean, listen. We saw that with the Hamilton Bulldogs when Carey Price cl- played here and they won the Calder Cup. Yeah. They, they, the Bulldogs were a different team when he was in net. And so the 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 tricky part about this though is we threw out the you know these three names or others as if you were going to draft an NHL team from scratch and those and you could have anybody you wanted and and the right answer I believe is Carey Price. Others may differ, but if you if this was the if this was the situation that was facing Las Vegas or a team that was in a non traditional hockey market, do you want to win? So, in other words, do you want Carey Price because he will make you win, or do you want a guy like Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby because a they're exciting, b they've got name recognition, and c they can bring people out of their seats? You will pay. I don't know if people pay money to watch Carey Price. Maybe they do. Maybe they do, but I think you, you, the other guys do spectacular, unbelievable things that you can sell. So I don't know if, if I'm if I'm starting and I'm building a team, and marketing is part of my consideration. I don't know if Carey Price is the guy. Winning sells. Winning does. Winning sells, and you know what? If the if the Vegas have uh, Carey Price, which they won't, and It'd be the worst trade ever for the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Well, Patrick Waugh went out of there. You're not to an expansion team. No. I'll give you a uh, third-round draft pick for Kerry. That would be mostly the uh, the sports talk radio uh, comments. But the but but so so what if Vegas come in and they're 500 the first year, which would be spectacular. It would be, and they win most of their games two one. They're still winning. And I'll tell you, it's a lot easier to sell a winner than it is a loser. You're right. But if you're winning your games two to one in a city that is all about entertainment and you have a choice between going and watching magic shows or the Beatles love or, or whoever's playing down there now or gambling and, and it's, you're going to watch games that are two to one, that's a tough sell. That's, that's my, that's my. All right, well think about this then. So, so if you assume I'm right, which is generally a good thing to assume, (laughs) um, and you get Carey Price and you're 500 and your margin of victory is at the most two goals, but you're a 500 hockey club. Or you have some of those young studs that can bring you out of your seat on a regular basis and you win 20% of your games, but you score five goals every night, uh, one of which is a highlight real goal. That doesn't last long. No, it uh, no. The, the 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 answer again is clearly that Carey Price is the guy who has the largest impact yep. on the game right now. It's a question of is Carey Price going to sell tickets? That's the only that becomes the only question if you're in 
hockey right now. Carey Price is the guy who will make what, it, will change things the most. If they can't sell tickets without Carey Price and Connor McDavid, they got a lot of problems. All right, let me ask because you because they're not going to have Connor McDavid or Carey Price. Let me ask you this question, and then we got to go to break. If you if the Montreal Canadiens received a phone call from the Edmonton Oilers today saying we will do straight up Carey Price for Connor McDavid. Now neither team would make that call, but if that call came in, Montreal Canadiens receive a phone call saying we will give you Connor McDavid if you will give us Carey Price straight up. Do you think they do it? I would. You just said Carey Price is your guy though. I'd take care of, if I'm the Edmonton oh, Oilers. You're the Edmonton, I'm saying if you're Montreal, but okay, if you're uh, you would want you uh, in that trade one on one. If you're Montreal, would you make that trade? Yep. If I'm Montreal, yeah. If I'm Montreal, no. See, because again, you know what the funny thing is? This goes back to what your team is. If I'm Montreal, and I know the market of Montreal, and I know how the people in Montreal like. Yes, they like to win, but they also like exciting hockey. I think Montreal would be desperately. Tempted to make that trade. Desperately t- tempted to make that trade and might do it. They might do I, it. I would hope they would because I'm, I'm the furthest thing from a Montreal Canadian fan as you can find. But the Montreal Canadiens have proven they can't win anything I agree. without Carey Price. And back to my argument about Vegas. So the Montreal Canadiens would have the the next superstar, the a generational player, and he would be spectacular, and the Montreal Canadiens would lose uh, 25% more games than they win. Yep. You're in the media business. You know guys in Montreal. How's that trade shaking out? So Connor McDavid leads the NHL in scoring three years in a row, and the Montreal Canadiens don't win a playoff round. Tell me how that works down there. And the Edmonton Oilers, because the Habs have done this before, when they trade him to Colorado, Patrick Waugh goes down there and wins him a Stanley Cup. So Carey Price, they do it right now. And the Oilers go to the finals. And that's about what they need right now. The Oilers go to the finals. And the Montreal Canadiens get out, beat out in the first round. Oh, boy, that would be so interesting to hear that phone conversation if that were to happen. Or you know, or if Sidney Crosby was ever be put a lot in play, of, be a lot of a lot of dead air time on it. Yeah, no, I, I look, you kidding I, me? I think that I I really believe that the Montreal Canadiens or any team, but I mean, we're talking about Carey Price, and so I think they would be sorely tempted. They would be thinking about that trade very, very hard. It wouldn't be a no immediate. It wouldn't be an immediate no. They would think about that trade. They, I, I absolutely believe they would think about that. Well, if I'm, I, I'm not saying they would do it. I'm saying they would think very hard about it. I would bet you Peter Shirelli would do it in a heartbeat. It'd be very interesting. It'd be very interesting. Look at what he did for the Montreal Canadiens this year. When he come, I mean, last year when, yep. when he left. Oh, there's no question. It, lo- it looked like they had you in net. Yeah, there's there's no question that Carey Price has the largest impact on the ice of any player in hockey right now. But I'm not sure that Carey Price has the sexiness on the ice of everyone else because goalies just don't. Unless you, you know who the last goalie was who was that. There are goalies who have been great goalies. Dominic Hasek was the last goalie you probably would have paid to go watch because the stuff he did was so unusual. Carey Price stops everything, but he doesn't do it in a way that is generally spectacular. He's just so technically sound that the puck just hits him. Dominic Hasek was an acrobat. One of the guys you pay to watch, the other guy is just so good. You go, oh, good, we've got him. But I can tell you winning sells. Generally, it does. 
You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Scott Radley Show, 900 CHML. Hope your car wasn't parked at the uh, McMaster Hospital underground parking lot today. Swimming pool, indoor pool. Yeah, water main broke, and apparently most of the garages, pictures here. Remember the picture from back in about 1970, 1965, something? Mike Hanley from The Spectator took the famous photo in Caledonia or Cayuga of the police officer with the stop sign standing up to his chest in water. Very famous Spectator photograph. That's kind of what this looks like here. It's the, the entire place is underwater. So if your car was down there. Why is there a Caledonia cop in Hamilton? Well, he was, anyway. Uh... If your car was down there, you might want to get it um, I saw them on the cleaned. news. I saw, saw them on the news trying to drive out of it. I bet. And I'll, and the other problem was because obviously the underground parking's filling up, but you got to walk to your car, and I can't believe the water's all that warm. I wouldn't, th- I wouldn't think Holy so. It's 100 crap. below zero outside right now. And you got to get it out because you think it's going to fill up. Anyway, to put it in a sports perspective, it's going to be an outdoor skating rink soon. Or an indoor skating rink. Maybe indoor. Yeah. We will see. It's not going to be good. Uh, okay, Don, look, as I said, um, next week I'm filling in for Bill Kelly, so I won't be uh, doing this particular show, which means this is our last go for this year. And I wanted to look back on a couple things to get your thoughts on this and to discuss this, starting with 2016, we know, was a cruel, cruel year for deaths in mm-hmm. entertainment I mean, and everything. Yep. From David Bowie to, I mean, everybody died. Gordy Tap. Gordy Tap just today from CHML and Hee Haw. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming most people knew that one of the the legends, one of the legends of this city and this market and this radio station. There have been more famous people dying this year than I can ever remember from another year before. So Zsa Zsa Gabor, 99. Zsa, yeah, I didn't even know she was still alive. I guess that's the last nice, thing I ever but... saw was Zsa Zsa Gabor was like back in the 80s when she was doing uh, things with David Letterman. Well, she was slapping that cop around because <laughs> she didn't like his attitude. But yes, it's been, a, it's been a cruel, cruel year for deaths. And I was going through a list of sports figures, and this is far from a complete list. There are so many more. I mean, I only wrote down a few here. Ed Snyder, former owner of the Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers. Andy Bathgate, Don Coe Jones. Jose Fernandez, the Fernandez, the pitcher for the Marlins. Pat Summit, the legendary women's basketball coach, all-time winningest coach in college history. Buddy Ryan, Rick McLeish, formerly of the Flyers as well. Pearl Washington, one of the great college basketball players with Syracuse back in the Syracuse versus Georgetown, Patrick Ewing era, Big East. Anyway, lots of people. But there are three, three names I'm going to drop on you that were the Kings of sports deaths this year. They were three of the biggest names in sports, and they all went this year. Muhammad Ali, obviously. Arnold Palmer. Gordy Howe. Yeah. Who, the obvious answer is just going to be it's Muhammad Ali. That's the fallback answer that you would say. He is the biggest name that went. Is that is that is the obvious answer the real answer? Is he the most significant loss to the world of sports this year out of those three? I think it depends on where you live. A lot of us got to do with geography. I think if you're from Saskatchewan, you would argue that it would be uh, Gordy Howard. Or Detroit. Or pretty much anywhere in the NHL. Or if you're a Canadian. Yep. Right, for sure. But I there there is little question 
that Muhammad Ali was and perhaps may still hold the crown as the most famous athlete in the planet. Not just during his, um, and, and perhaps at the tail end when he was Muhammad Ali, not when he was Cassius Clay, but towards the end. I mean, and he fought mostly because of Don King couldn't get licenses to fight in different places. He fought in Africa. He fought anywhere. Mm-hmm. Fought in the Bahamas against Trevor Burbick. Philippines. Yep. Right. So he was all, so, I mean, he was world class. I mean, you look at Palmer, he was the first real TV figure on golf, right? And he became famous when golf went on TV because he was so legendary. And in North America, in huge parts of Europe, that name would, would uh, resonate, I think. And and Gordie Howe in the NHL. And it wasn't a whole lot. You know, I don't think Gordie Howe played international hockey. Like, I don't think he played in an Olympics or a world championship. He played to in 1970. What was it? 1980? 19. 19- they played against the WHA. Played against Russia after the Summit Series. That was seventy four, I think. Seventy four. Pardon me. You're right. right. WHA. Yeah, nineteen seventy four. Frank played, and Bobby yep. Hall played, and yep. and, and, and uh, that may have been his pretty much the extent. But here's the question well, that's I nothing, have. Right? Here's the question I have about these these guys. Arnold Palmer. You talk about how he is the first, the real, the grandfather of golf, if you want to call him. There were guys who went before him, of course, but the the real grandfather, the guy who got it going. But if Tiger Woods had not come along and turned up golf to 11 the way he did, where golf became a sport that went from being a popular sport to a sport that everybody watched. If Tiger Woods had not come along, would Arnold Palmer's passing still be as significant? Or is the fact of what Tiger Woods did for golf, does it actually amplify Arnold Palmer retroactively? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, and I think I think Arnold Palmer's passing may have been more significant because there were very few true legendary golfers uh, on TV, and he held that uh, that crown, the king, for so long. Uh, had Tagger have not come along and just sucked all the air out of the room as far as golf, and almost made Sam Snead and Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus. Uh, page B news when you talked about legends, I think he'd have been bigger. See, I think it's the other way. The funny thing is I think it'd be the other way because I I think that if Tiger Woods did not come along, golf doesn't become as big a deal as it is. And then the guy who was the precursor fades a little bit and doesn't seem to as many people is as big a deal. And if, I mean, to use a similar example, um, if... uh, I, this this may be a very poor example, but if if the Beatles don't come along when they do, do some of those rock stars become what they later become? And when they die young, then I don't just I mean you, you, it's hard it's a hard thing to put together. But I just I really believe that Tiger Woods has made all the people because of the eyeballs that he has brought to golf. He's made all the ones before him much bigger than they would have In been. In not present era, but not that that far off history. Uh, did Michael Jordan do the same thing for Wilt Chamberlain? Because I think it's a similar question. I, I would not even say Michael Jordan. I'm talking about on the floor, not in... I would say that the guy, that there's two people that actually saved NBA basketball. And it wasn't Michael Jordan. It was Magic Johnson and Larry Bird when they came into the NBA together in 1979. They were the guys who actually... I agree. ...saved NBA basketball. It was not... 
the sport it was. It was not the show that it was until they. Well, then you can make that argument that Jack Nichols, Nicholas Nicholas? maybe saved golf if you're going to. Yeah. But I'm what I'm saying though. I mean, I understand that. But what's the answer to the question? Did did um, did Michael Jordan take basketball through the roof like Tiger did, uh, and make? Does he make Wilt Chamberlain quite possibly more famous? Quite possibly. Think of all those times going back to golf. Think of all the times that in the Tiger Woods era, because everybody was watching on a Sunday when he was leading a tournament, that you would see highlight reel clips of Arnold Palmer then that you would never have seen if you were if Tiger Woods hadn't been doing that and the eyeballs hadn't been on it. They may have shown them. They may the T V networks may still still have shown the Arnold Palmer clips, but very many fewer people would have ever seen them. And to appreciate them. Yeah, that's that's an interesting comment. Or is it the Mackenzie Hughes era? <laughs> Let's hope so. Yeah, Let's hope so. Uh, and, and the same thing about Gordie Howe. Does does Gordie Howe... Now, Gordie Howe has a slight... Well, it's, it's, his story is a little bit different in hockey compared to golf, not just because of the sports. Arnold Palmer was simply the greatest golfer of his time. Gordie Howe was probably the greatest hockey player of his time, but there was clearly an argument. But what set, set him apart was his longevity. Nobody did what Gordie Howe did. Nobody. You could argue that there were people who were playing in the time that Gordie Howe was that were better hockey players. The, the comparison's difficult, though, It's right? a very difficult comparison. Because when you talk about Palmer and you talk about Ali, they're individual sports. They were on their own out there. If Ali, if, if Ali was getting his butt kicked, he was getting his butt kicked, and if... Uh, if Palmer was hitting him into the lake, he was hitting him into the lake, and nobody could bail him out. Glenn Hall couldn't bail him out. Alex Del Vecchio couldn't bail him out. And how old do I sound right now? But um, you know what I mean? So it's totally different. Uh, but sure, longevity and everything else. And, and uh, did did Wayne Gretzky's um, friendship and undying that f- loyalty yep. and looking up to him make Gordy Howe bigger than life? I would argue although both his sons played hockey for me, that Bobby Hall was far more flamboyant and spectacular than Gordy Howe was, but that was personality. Like, Gordy wasn't blessed. I'd, I'd heard him speak, you know, God bless his soul, but I'd heard him speak, and he, he was not a spectacular speaker. He was shy, and, he you know, he told some stories, but uh, guys like Bobby Hall were personalities. Bobby Orr at the time wasn't a personality. He was a great hockey player. Bobby Hall had it all, maybe a little too much of some. But I look, again, I, I, I use the same example, though, with Tiger Woods, with Arnold Palmer, with Wayne Gretzky. Think of the number of younger viewers that might never have really been aware or paid much attention to Gordie Howe if, because they would have been paying attention to, even beyond Bobby Orr. I'm talking now into the Mario Lemieux, Dale Howard, Chuck, Wayne Gretzky, Yerry Curry, all those guys, were, and then Sidney Crosby, but the... Constant references and the the you talk about it Wayne Gretzky being an undying loyalist. soldier loyalist for Gordy Howe that kept his name front and center even with younger people who may not have necessarily known as much and all again same thing all those times that you saw that picture of Wayne Gretzky taken by the Brantford Expositor Wayne Gretzky and Gordy Howe at that dinner and you see Wayne Gretzky passing Gordy Howe's record. Again, if Gordy, if Wayne Gretzky doesn't do that, that's thousands of hours of Gordy Howe highlights that we never see on TV. Well, I'm, uh, I can tell you, I well, I'm sixty, and 
I don't remember seeing a whole lot of uh, of uh, Gordie Howe on TV. And I'm not a kid. No, there he, weren't the same he, number of games, but that's the point. But so... On TV, I mean, the broadcasters, they didn't... There but, was a set in Hockey Night in Canada. That's right. I mean, Hockey Night in Canada started after Juliet partway through the first period. It wasn't until Dick Bettles brought them on CHTV midweek games that everybody think they died and gone to heaven because they could see the beloved Leafs. And by then, Gordy Howe was in the WHA. You know, and here's... We've got to go to a break, but here's the interesting thing. Some people are going to be saying right now, listening... That you guys are are giving all the credit to the old to the young guys for making the old guys relevant. That's not what I'm saying. I think that it has helped for sure, especially with the amount of coverage now you get on TV. But here's the thing: ten years from now, how many kids are going to know Wayne Gretzky, or at least know really what Wayne Gretzky? Did? You're going to start hearing arguments from people that. Connor McDavid is better than Wayne Gretzky ever was. You will, I guarantee you, you're going to hear that argument. And the trouble you're going to have is Wayne Gretzky is so far ahead in every single record that he's got. No NHL player is going to score 200 points in a season. No NHL player is going to get to the points that he has overall. So you're not going to see those highlights constantly shown on TV. And I'm telling you, Wayne Gretzky's reputation is going to be diminished in the coming generation because you don't have someone to challenge his marks and you're not going to see the kind of coverage from a new player coming along. Unless Connor McDavid really goes beyond what I'm expecting. Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews never saw Wayne Gretzky play hockey. Right. And the people who are watching them and coming up now, they didn't either. And I guarantee you, you're going to hear debates when kids today get to the old enough age, when they're sitting at a sports bar somewhere, they are going to be debating because they've never seen Gretzky. Connor McDavid is way better than Gretzky ever was. And what? And how do you? If you well, don't, the, the first measure you'll, you'll use is points. But they're just going to say it's a different era. It's a different era. You people say Tiger Woods was a way better player than Arnold Palmer was. Well, maybe he also didn't. He also got to hit, hit you know, to drive the ball with a driver that has a face the size of a satellite dish from the 1980s, right? Whereas Arnold Palmer was hitting with persimmon woods, you know, and, and, and clubs that were the technology wasn't close. So and, and hitting rocks, not golf balls. True enough. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. Scott Radley Show, 900 CHML. In studio with Don Robertson for the first hour this evening. Talking some sports. And Don, we are we were looking back at some of the people who passed away, the huge names in sports. I'm sure that people will be hearing loads of stories, loads of discussions on this station and others in the next few weeks and reading stories about those who died this year because boy oh boy, man, it was it was just it was a threshing mill out there. If you were famous, there was probably a fifty percent chance you were dead by the end of the year. I mean it just it was it was you know what? nasty. If you're, if you're famous, there's a few days left, I'd be worried. <laughs> <laughs> go. They're go not in. done. Like I said, Jaja Gabor, 99. Go into the bomb shelter today. If you're famous, get away. Don't cross a street. Don't eat any kind of food that you could choke on. Let's. Uh... <laughs> but on a more positive note than death, there were some remarkable, remarkable stories in sports this year. Things that we never, ever, 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 ever thought that we would see, period, let alone in the span of one year. So while we're looking at all the dead people, let's flip it. Chicago Cubs win. 108 years took for them to win. 
Cleveland Cavaliers win. Nobody wins in Cleveland. Their football team is 0-4 in the preseason, and now they're 0-14 in the regular season. They're heading for a new record for futility. Leicester, or Leicester, pardon me, wins the English Premier League. One of the smallest teams in the English Premier League playing against Manchester Uniteds and all these ones that, that spend hundreds of millions of dollars. Penny Alexiak, an, essentially a nobody for all for all of us. No one had ever heard of her before. Wins Lou Marsh Award as the Athlete of the Year based on her Olympics. The Leafs win the draft lottery. Again, that never happens. That They never win anything. I mean, they, it just it's true. They don't... At not, what we've learned from Toronto sports is that Toronto sports might get close. TFC, Raptors, Leaf Lottery previously, but they never actually win anything. They won something. The Cubs is the obvious one. Is that the one that stands out for you this year as the most stunning, the most memorable thing that happened this year in sports? I th- I don't think there's any other way to do it. You wait 100 years to... Uh, 108. 100 plus. <laughs> to get your next championship, that's pretty phenomenal or you could take the approach saying well they're going to win one eventually but that's like saying the Leafs are going to win the Stanley Cup eventually and I saw the last one and I'm not convinced I can see another one there's no guarantees it's not it's not a um it's not purely based on odds it's a hard tournament to win to Stanley Cup too you have to win 16 playoff games and that's by any standard that's a tough road to hoe well, and it's not just that you have to do that. You have to, you're, I mean, you're right. You certainly do. You need to have healthy guys. Carey Price. You need to have, well, you need to have a, a, a super hot goalie. You need to have a, a guy goalie, that's playing like Carey Price. A goalie who gets guy. crazy hot when the playoffs start and carries that for two months. You need guys to stay healthy, especially your best players. You need to find enough grinders and good third and fourth line players that are willing to basically have their bodies turned into applesauce. Yep over the course of two months, and then get a bunch of breaks. And that is, that's not just a case of flipping the coin and eventually our side comes up. No, that's not, that's, that's, you're not, you're not winning a, a, a penalty kick or a, a, a kickoff like uh, soccer to win this thing. Anyway, the Cubs is the answer. I agree with you, but I would honestly, as a, a closer second than I would have expected, I put the Cavaliers winning. Because Cleveland as a city, not the Cavaliers well, the per player. se. Yeah, but as a city, not not the Cavaliers by themselves. As a city, Cleveland has earned has a developed a well earned reputation as being the place that can't win. The Indians never win. The Browns they leave and they never win, and they come back again. They still don't win. Nobody wins in Cleveland. And if you add up all the years of those teams in Cleveland, at least Chicago had the Blackhawks a bunch of times and the Bulls a bunch of times yeah. and the White Sox once. Cleveland, if you add them up, I bet it goes over 108 years of seasons <laughs> that they haven't won anything. It's a, um, I, I give it to the Cubs for sure as the story of the year. Lester, I mean, it's very underplayed over here because we don't follow soccer as much. That would be like the Hamilton Bulldogs. OHL team going into the Stanley Cup playoffs and winning the Stanley Cup. That, that's roughly the equivalent of them winning the English Premier League. And, and if we lived over there, that would be the question. That would be the story, unquestionably. The Cubs wouldn't even matter. Is that because you think they can't win the Memorial Cup? <laughs> we, we shall see. Uh, they got to get into the playoffs first. The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900. AM 900 CHML.